Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Talkin' Tofu, the podcast about vegan snacking and sometimes theme parks. I'm Becky Streepy. I'm I'm David Streepy. Sometimes theme park? Okay. This very special episode of Talkin' Tofu is part one of our Universal Studios adventures. Today, we are talking about the vegan food we ate at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. What makes this episode so special, Becky? Well... That's all we're going to do. What makes it so very special? We're going to talk about Universal Studios. God damn it. What makes it so very special? That we went to a theme park. This is our 100th episode, you fool. (laughs) (laughs) Also, this is our 100th episode. (laughs) It's our 100th. We've we've made it 100 episodes without getting canceled. We did it. (laughs) And I just mean being inappropriate. (laughs) That kind of canceled. Hey, good morning. Good morning to you. It's a new morning. Talking tofu morning. Yeah. Big energy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm drinking my tea. You're drinking your tea? I got a dog on either side of me. Yeah. I'm doing well. So far, number 100, off to a great start. Okay. How are you, Dave? I brushed my teeth and that's a good feeling. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I brushed my teeth, too. Uh, you brushed your teeth a while ago. I, like, just brushed my teeth. Oh, yeah. My yeah, teeth yeah. will never be cleaner than they are right now. Yeah. That's I true. use a Sonic Hair. And uh, it really does the job. Yeah, you like Gives it? Gives you that j- just from the dentist feeling. That little that little polish. You can run your tongue over it. Mm-hmm. And you feel that polish. Just you know to, what I mean? Just to clarify, this is not an ad. No. Jeez, oh, No. <laughs> But do you know what I mean? I do know the, what you mean. The feeling right after the dentist is lovely. Your tongue just slides right off of your teeth because it's so shiny and polished. Whoosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I and do know that feeling. It's a good feeling. Okay. Anything else going on in your life? How's roller skating going? <laughs> do you want to talk about roller skating a little bit? Y'all, Dave is so sick of me talking about roller skating. I just want to give you a chance to talk to somebody else about it. I love it. I've been roller skating. The kid and I have been going down to this basketball court near the house every chance we get. If you're 
interested in roller skating and wondering where a good place to skate would be, a basketball court or a tennis court, both great options. I thought you were going to dox your your skating location. Absolutely not. It yeah. is the best kept secret in Atlanta. There you are, just said there were tons of people there yesterday. There were two other people skating there yesterday, and See, I, I got very worried. I listened to the roller skating <laughs> updates. This isn't just a basketball court. It's a basketball court that is underneath like a pavilion. It's full shade the whole thing. So it's going to be basically the place that we go all summer. Yeah. Yeah. What do you have up there in the containers? Those are the Sour Patch Kids. Oh, it's too early for candy. Yeah, no, we're not doing those. Those are just for later. I photographed them and now they're waiting to be eaten. You also stole this snack that I got today. So I got up this morning. I did a real wonderful thing you really did this morning you did child was a little bit restless getting into our bed (laughs) yep waking us up this is seven o'clock on a saturday morning i mean i i don't like to get up that early on a saturday morning either but what i did was i whispered in buddy's ear and i said hey why don't we go to kroger and get the ingredients to make a big breakfast he was like yep bolted up got right out of the bed I shut the door, sealed it off, and you got another two and a half hours of sleep. An absolute dream. Not just because I was asleep, but the whole situation. Thank you. Thank you for doing that, Dave. If you're taking notes, uh, it's been at least two and a half hours that I've been awake and haven't brushed my teeth. If you're comparing (laughs) different data points to to weave a story, then you know that gross fact about me. (laughs) I had to drink my coffee for... You don't want to drink, brush your teeth and then drink your coffee. I don't understand how adults can get up and not brush their teeth immediately. Children, I get it because they don't know that oh, should I life not? can be better. Am I grossing myself? Am I canceling myself right now? I don't think so. I think a lot of people do that like on a weekend. They'll get up and they'll kind of meander around and like brush their teeth late in the morning. I'm I, usually pretty good about it. I wake up and I cannot. The first thought in my mind is I have got to brush my mm. teeth. <laughs> mm. Maybe if anything, it's an indictment on my oral hygiene Mm. that my mouth tastes so bad in the morning i think people's mouths are just different maybe do i have morning breath i didn't notice it yeah yeah i think you'd notice it we've been together for a while it's true yeah some people got it some people don't yeah some people just got it you you know yeah i was gonna say you've got got it it, but you don't don't got got it but in this case not having it would be you've got it no i was saying it like you've got it is usually a good quality but being like that kind of positivity to having morning <laughs> breath. Like you've really got it. Well, thank you. Yeah, not everybody has it. Oh, you know, so sweet. Yeah, what yeah. a sweet thing. Hey, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I was going to say. Okay. I wait. Mm-hmm. So I brushed my teeth. Yeah, you did. Covered that big story. Breaking. It's not breaking. We got, I, I got breaking toe news coming up. Sweet. But, uh, yeah, it is sweet. It is? Yeah. Oh. No, it's not. I meant, you said sweet like cool. Oh. Yeah. This is not going well. Should we n- release this as the 101st episode? <laughs> just not have a hundred. something better for the 100th? Like the 13th floor of a building, we just won't have one? That's not a bad idea. That would actually be pretty funny and maybe I'll do it. Do you think? No, I don't think. I don't think that's like, that's conversationally funny. I don't think that's practicably funny. You know what I mean? I guess so. I listened to this one podcast. I can't remember which one and I don't think it is in production anymore, 
but at their um, 100th episode, they just added a 1,000 or something. Uh. <laughs> and then it started being like episode 1,100. Uh, it was pretty funny. funny. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. In the In the... I think if you skip one, it looks like you deleted one for a reason. But uh, if you skip a a 900, then it's obviously a joke. Yeah. Yeah. In the interest of practically funny versus conversationally funny, this is kind of related to that, but my Instagram is ruined right now by algorithm. Mm -hmm. All I get are Disney adult reels. You get so many adult Disney reels. I don't understand it. I'm not like pursuing Disney content. I guess maybe... So I think what happens is I hate watch them and the hate watch them, hate watching the duration of the hate watch fuels the algorithm. Also, you were just at Universal. Yeah, but this has been happening for months. Since we went to Disney last? I don't know. Like, because they use your location. Yeah. Maybe they were like, this guy goes to Disney a lot. But then I don't get a ton of Disney. All I get is skating content. Yeah. (laughs) I get skating content and dogs. Anyway. I'm fucking sick of it. I'm sorry. Like, Sometimes they're funny though, like is, that little girl with the Minnie Mouse. The only that's not that's not funny. That was cute. Yeah. There's a girl who was astounded, like celebrity heart attack at seeing Mickey. A toddler, but, to clarify, which made it yeah. very cute. Um but no, what the majority of and the diarrhea guy is pretty funny. <laughs> that, that diarrhea guy. I, I like that. I love him. Yeah. But everything else is these adults and like it's not my thing but whatever i mean like, in a way we are disney adults i we mean are, we, we go to enjoy theme- going to the theme parks yeah yeah but we're not doing we're not participating in the disney adult activities yeah like rope drop and all the ear oh, collecting calling it rope drop <laughs> like it's just this colloquial <laughs> Maybe maybe we are Disney adults. No, I'm saying that... <laughs> I learned that from watching those um, Disney food blog YouTube. We are Disney adults. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm... We're just, yes. I'm not, I'm not trying to paint a picture of myself who's not into Disney and who is also not an adult, like going to the theme parks. But there is an, a next level of fandom. Yeah. That is inhabited 100% by adults and exhibits behavior that is annoying behavior and it's the annoying behavior that makes for the real content r-e-e-l content Mm -hmm. on instagram so that's what you see right 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 and so the one i'm thinking of is somebody is a woman is doing a the captain jack sparrow walk like you know how he kind of like prances around Mm -hmm. doing that through the park looking for the person playing captain jack sparrow like Mm. like the the character so they're going the the real is them like doing the walk through the park and then they find captain jack sparrow and he's like and then they run off and do the walk together all (laughs) i can think about is that this asshole is just like saying here film me throughout the entire park while all these normal ass people are going out through their day yeah it is obnoxious. It would They're be all so obnoxious. That would be very frustrating as a as a normal yeah. person trying to just get to Splash yeah. Mountain or whatever. But that would be like conversationally like a funny idea. Like, oh, what if I did that? Yeah. But then like the doing it is really not great. Yeah, it kind of disrupts everyone else's day. It's annoying. Yes. It's annoying. Okay. It is. I agree. All right. All right. 
What? Nothing. I'm trying to think. Let's talk more about it. Okay. Well, I would like to say that Instagram kind of has my number right now. I hope that my algorithm stays steady. All I get is, I guess I get some food stuff. Yeah. But mostly roller skating and dogs. And yeah. it's um, it's been a great time. Maybe I need to just switch to TikTok. Try Fresh it. algorithm. Yeah. Fresh algo. Do it. I wish you could reset your algorithm. You can't? You can't? In Facebook, I know that there's a way to go in and see what they've flagged as your interests and be mm-hmm. like, no, no, hmm. no. I just want to like hit it from scratch, though. I think you could just say and no to like, everything. I wish there was just like a toggle switch that you could be like fresh baby. Yeah. And get it like, like you were just born. Gosh, that would roll. Yeah. Influencers would abuse that. Okay. Good. <laughs> Who cares? That's not a reason not to do it. It would be good to be able to just reset, I think. Yeah. If you were in a situation like you were in. If I was in a Disney adult hole? Yeah. And you were like, I just want kind. dogs and... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dave. What? So, kind of... I'm paving a little bit of a theme park ground here. You are. That we can then build on. mm -hmm. Now that we've slammed adults who go to theme parks, let's talk. Just Disney adults. (laughs) We didn't go to Disney. This was an important (laughs) distinction that we made about Disney audiences versus Universal audiences when we were at Universal. It's true. It's true. Audiences. Crowds? Crowds. (laughs) Audiences. Yes. Hey, but we, we're skipping way ahead. Yeah. Let's uh, talk about what we did. Wait, what? We went to Universal. Oh, I guess we did that <laughs> at the very... <laughs> it's the worst episode yet. <laughs> All right. Uh, do, do you want me to not do Talking Town News? No, do the news. I forgot. <laughs> the news. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, this is uh, David Streepy, and this is Talking Toe News. This is a segment of the podcast. I have not been doing it a hundred times yet. I started this kind of afterward, mm-hmm. but not that far after. No. So have I done nearly a hundred? You've probably to- done newses? in the nineties for sure. Wow. So hey, this one. Okay, so this is Talking Toe News, and it's a segment of the podcast where. I report on a headline from the world of vegan news, and then we talk about it a little bit. Um, And this one's related, like, it's it's kind of relevant because it's about world records. And we're kind of breaking records right now by having 100 episodes of a largely unlistenable podcast. That's true. So nobody's giving us awards for it or writing that down yet. But I'm going to give ourselves our own flowers oh. for making it this far with with this level of quality. You know, <laughs> we didn't lose interest. <laughs> we don't have zero listeners. You know, we're on Acast. Yeah. Acast contacts us weekly to let us know, you know, performance and market demos and stuff like that. Sure. They do that. Yeah. They also send us fruit baskets. Yeah. Sprouts is is signed on for some ads. Yeah. 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 So do your shopping at Sprouts, guys. Yep. You know, unless they're bad. Are they bad? Is this a public situation? Well. Are they? Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Apparently. 
Oh. I was I was relayed that shocking news actually recently. Oh. Should that be our toe news? We pivot. Just kidding. No. Um, were you relayed this info by somebody reliable or was it by like Betty Publix? Oh, it was Betty Publix. Yeah. Should I not was listen to Helen there? Whole Foods? <laughs> Helen Whole Foods? Helen Whole Foods. Is that? Helen I, it, I'm, Whole Foods? I'm only putting it together now that that's. <laughs> that's, that's her name. That's her name. Helen Whole Foods. Hey, so yeah, this one relevant because it's a world record and uh, we're a record breaking bad podcast. Vegan breaks two Guinness world records for most push-ups. donates funds to animal shelter. He dedicated. Oh, hey, God, God damn it. This is from plant based news. Uh, on May 27th, 2022. Oh, yeah. Vegan breaks two Guinness World Records for most push-ups, donates funds to animal shelter. He dedicated the impressive feat to his rescue dog, Buddha. The Guinness World Records for... Speaking of... But, I'll, I'll say it after. The Guinness World Records for most push-ups in 8 and 12 hours have been broken thanks to chiropractor, former bodybuilder, and vegan Dr. Joe DeMarco. 8 and 12 eight hours? and 12 hours. I wonder if it's in the same session. You know? Like continue... Yeah, I wonder... That you, it seems on on yeah. Wednesday, May twenty fifth, Demarco completed an eye watering twenty one thousand and eight push ups in twelve hours, surpassing the previous record of twenty thousand eighty five. During the same event, he also smashed through the previous eight hour record, performing fifteen thousand two hundred sixty one push ups, compared to the former record holders fourteen thousand four hundred forty four. Now that's interesting because. Let me tell you why that's interesting, okay? Okay. So you can do push-ups for 12 hours, but if you haven't hit that maximum number at hour eight, then you're not going to break the eight-hour record just inherently by doing push-ups for 12 hours. Mm -hmm. You have to outperform the eight-hour mark. Yeah. And outperform the 12-hour mark. It's impressive is my point. Yeah, after eight hours, you have to step up your game if you haven't broken the eight-hour record. Well, you have to step up your game at the by the eight hour mark. Yeah, when you're you tired. Break that record. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds so. I'm gonna go take a nap. Yeah. Honestly. Well. Yeah, and then he set up a fundraiser. All proceeds go to Cape Ann Animal Aid, a nonprofit no kill animal shelter located in Gloucester, Glou- Gloucester, Gloucester, Massachusetts. Massachusetts, Massachusetts, Massachusetts friends Mass- get at us. Gloucester, Massachusetts. <laughs> uh, yeah. On the fundraising website, he elaborated, ever since I can remember, I've had a passion for fitness and animals. Over the course of my life, I've fostered and rescued many animals that were in need. Now, a couple of things. First off, when I was a child, I thought that the Guinness Book of World Records was like a government agency. <laughs> I kind of did too. I thought that that was like a textbook. It was like an atlas or an encyclopedia. Like I thought it was a reference text that was universally accepted and that it was just a like a, a, a centrally kept record of humanity's achievements. Oh, yeah. I totally also thought that. Maybe not like, government, but like you're saying. We gravitated towards the longest fingernails and stuff like that because those were silly records, but that was just the side effect of having to keep records of absolutely every achievement was that you had <laughs> also had to keep those silly records too. 
Not that it was 100% those silly records. Right. And that it was like a bar book. That <laughs> I remember I'd get it at the Scholastic Fair, too. That would be my Guinness World Record uh, connection. Mm-hmm. That'd be where I'd get the updated one every couple of years. So, do you like push-ups? I mean, I can do a few. I can do push-ups. I don't know how many. Do you like to do them? No. Do you like the benefit they provide? Yeah. Yeah, I like being fit, too. I Who like doesn't to, like being fit? Yeah. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Wow, what a segment. Whoa. What a segment. Groundbreaking. 100th Talking Toe News. Oof. Almost-ish. Squiggly equal sign, mm-hmm. right? Yep. I love that squiggly equal sign. Yeah? Mm-hmm. It's pretty fun. You don't get to draw squiggles in math that often. What does it officially mean? Approximately. No. Oh. I thought there was maybe a more interesting. So we went to Universal Studios. So I'll back it up. Mm-hmm. Last December, we surprised the child with a trip to Harry Potter World at Universal and the chance to get a wand. He's a big fan of Harry Potter. I also want to say I love the Harry Potter stuff. I think the story is really fun and the whimsy and the magic. And I love how much the kid loves it. But every time we do Harry Potter stuff, I cringe a little bit. And so I just I needed to put it out there because um, it's in my heart. Yep. Um, We did that even though we do not live in Florida or Orlando. And so the 
anxiety immediately after doing that was, well, we got to book more trips to do to do it, like to justify make getting the annual pass, mm-hmm. which some would argue is the reason for the annual pass, like that that we we played right into their hands. Yes, we did. But they're pretty fun hands to play into, yeah. you know. Zoomy. Put those hands all over me, you know. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we we booked another trip. We did it Memorial Day weekend, very hot weekend. Such a to go hot down. weekend. But we went down and we stayed at the Portofino Bay Resort and loved that. We did more things than just the Wizarding World, but we thought for the 100th episode, it would be fun to just focus on the Wizarding World stuff. So today we're going to talk about the Wizarding World. Next week, we will get into part two everything else about Universal Studios. But there are two. So if you're not familiar with how Universal has this set up, there are two Harry Potter areas. There is Hogsmeade, which is at Universal Studios, and then at Universal's Island of it, have it backwards. Hogsmeade is at Islands of Adventure. Hogwarts and Hogsmeade. Hogwarts is at Universal Studios. No. Okay, Dave's going to tell you all about it. At Universal Studios, there is a Diagon Alley section. That's what you were looking for, is Diagon Alley. Mm-hmm. Diagon Alley. It's a secret portion of London known only to wizards. No muggles. Mm-mm. It contains the Bank of Gringotts. Sure does. Which houses a ride, Harry Potter and the Escape from Gringotts. Good ride. Good ride. Ride it. It's also got the Leaky Cauldron Tavern. You can get pumpkin juice there, and we did. It's got uh, the Weasley's Joke Shop. There is a vegan snack there. It's we did got, not acquire it. Also, it's got a big dragon on the roof of Gringotts. Gringotts. Yes, a central, all, central yeah. character in the escape from Gringotts. It's, is it Gringotts? I think I it's Gringotts. I asked the kid because I'd been saying Gringotts. And then I was hearing other people saying Gringotts. And so I asked the kid. We're in Central Florida. We are in Central Florida when this is happening. That's true. So these people are using their coupons to go to Gringotts. Oh, well, maybe that's it. But I've been saying Gringotts. And then I was hearing Gringotts. And I feel like we should probably know. The kid said it's Gringotts. And he's seen these movies more times than me. Gringotts. 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 Sorry, everybody. Whole Foods. Whole Foods. Whole Foods. Gringotts. 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 Got a bad case of Gringotts. (laughs) She came down with the Gringotts. What else does it have? It has Ollivander's Wand Shop. Yes. It has... What's the drink dispensary? The Hopping Pot. The Hopping Pot. Mm -hmm. Um, There's also Money Exchange. Where you can change your muggle money for wizard money. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. Apparently it's spendable anywhere in the parks, but they are not enthusiastic about that. It apparently makes everyone's lives much more difficult. Just buy one coin and keep it. People take it to the resorts and then try to use it at the resorts and they have to take it. And uh, based on reports that I've heard from people telling me. (laughs) People who work at the resorts. It is inconvenient. (laughs) Don't do it. Uh, I think those are the only things you can go into, but there's also a lot of storefronts that you can't, that aren't actual stores. It also, looks, it's, it's, it's cool. Also throughout, 
there are little plaques on the ground. And if you find one of these plaques and you have one of the wands. The interactive wands. Well, that, now they're all interactive. Uh-uh. Yeah, huh? All the ones in Ollivander's are. Oh, but okay. But they also sell... None. Okay. If you have an interactive wand and you find one of the plaques, it shows you how to wave the wand and there's a sensor and you can do a spell. Like there's one place where you can make water shoot out. There's Mm -hmm. actually more than one place where you can make water shoot out. One, you can make water rain down out of an umbrella. And if someone's standing under the umbrella, they get wet and sometimes they get surprised. Fun prank for a stranger. Yeah. Some real Disney adult energy. Yeah. Well, or you don't know know what's going to happen and you do the spell and someone gets wet. Yeah. I mean, they planned it. That's okay. Yeah. I know that they set it up that way. (laughs) That doesn't make it good. So there's, you could do spells throughout the, the two Harry Potter areas. I'm just saying. That every human has the right to determine whether or not they want to get wet at any time. Yeah. Do you, do you agree with that? I do. I think we should. We should all have that agency. Especially if you're going to be walking around a theme park all day. Right? Yeah. If you're going to get my shoes wet without my permission, I will simply not go to your park. Okay. Yeah. So then... <laughs> <laughs> So the other, wait, I'm trying to think about my transition here. I'm trying to transition us to the train. Okay. So you're taking over my repairing your description of the wizarding world in the parks. I was just going to do the train. I got us back on track and now you're like, okay, I've got it from here. So please, please. All I'm going to do is get us. 37 anyway. All I'm going to do is get us to Hogmeade. Okay. Hogsmeade. Hogsmeade. Yeah. Hogmeads. Great, I've been there great twice. Start. Great start. All right, off to Hogmeads and Gringotts. We're gonna. Um, so then, at, like Dave said, there's a secret entrance. Bloop, bloop. Like Dave said, there's a secret entrance when you're walking through the London area of Universal to get in to Diagon Alley. But there is also a train station in the London area, which any Muggle can walk into. And you can take the Hogwarts Express and it will take you over to Islands of Adventure and take you over to Hogsmeade. And Hogwarts. And Hogwarts. You were breaking them out into two separate locations and two separate parks. Oh, but they're just both in the same area. Yeah. And so there's a whole other Harry Potter situation at Islands of Adventure. Yeah. And you can take the Hogwarts Express between them. You have to show your pass to because it's a whole separate park. Yeah. You can't just... You have to have a ticket to the park. You have to have a ticket to the park yeah. because you can also leave that area and like go to Jurassic World or whatever. It's in the other park. Yeah. It's in the park. Yeah. Um, but so the Wizarding World is two areas, one in each park. Mm-hmm. Dave, tell us about what's at Hogsmeade because I um, the Flight of the Hippogriff is there, which is a kid's roller coaster, but it is one of my favorite rides. It's short, but it's very zippy and like lots of like fun, sharp turns. Mm-hmm. And the line is always really short for yeah. Flight of the Hippogriff. Um, not always. We rode it one we day, had express passes, four times. So let's not. Oh yeah, we did. <laughs> oh, we should talk about let's that. Let's acknowledge situation. the fact that we did not wait in standard lines. Yeah, we did have express passes, but even without them, well, sometimes it would be like, like a 35, 45 minute lines. That's true, yeah. but compared to the other rides, still shorter. Sure. So. Um, it's just a really fun one. One day we rode it four times in a row. Yeah. I love it. Right next to Flight of the Hippogriff is a ride that I cannot go on is Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. Yeah. That one takes place inside Hogwarts. 
too spinny. So you go through and it's actual setup like Hogwarts. It's a really cool line area. Mm-hmm. You went through the line with us. I did go through the line with y'all one time and they have like the pictures that talk yeah. and it's very fun. Yep. Yep. Old old Dumbledore himself. So Albus Dumbledore is the headmaster of Hogwarts. <laughs> um, he is kind of a role model for Harry. Mm-hmm. Like Harry looks up to him. Um, he's a pretty good guy. Got some secrets. Puts Harry in some dangerous situations. Well, Harry gets himself into some dangerous situations too. Yeah, that's you true. Know? I gotta say, as as I was goofing with the kid about thinking Harry Potter is a bad guy, I do it because it makes him so upset. <laughs> um, I started talking about how selfish Harry was and how <laughs> Harry didn't really do a lot of good things, like things that moved the needle in the good direction. Um, and then I started realizing that I was pretty right. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, what is he? It's not like he stops Voldemort coming back. But he finds some of those Horcruxes. Yeah, later he does that. But like the first four books, he's just getting into shit. And like he's he sees that Voldemort is coming back mm-hmm. or gets these clues and warns people and people don't really care. And then Voldemort comes back and it's like, well, then you were just pulling pranks. You're just sneaking around trying to get clues to the fact that everybody was going to realize anyway, like his efforts didn't help anything. Voldemort came back anyway. He did. Killed a bunch of people at that thing. Yeah, he did. But I mean, is it his fault that the adults wouldn't listen? No, but I mean, he was just sneaking around. That's what I'm saying. He wasn't really doing anything virtuous. He was trying to, though. He just did not succeed. He was suspicious of Snape. He was he was acting out of suspicions on other people because he didn't like them. <laughs> Are you saying he like kind of lucked into being a good guy? I'm not saying he's not a good guy. I'm saying that he's not productive. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's not a productive good guy. And he gets this inflated, like, cred... Because he survived the Voldemort attack. Anyway, people are going to get mad at me. I probably got it wrong. <laughs> Honestly, I don't remember the books well enough to have this conversation. Uh, I just like writing Flight of the Hippogriff a lot. He does a good thing when he defeats Voldemort. That's a good thing. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And he's kind to Ginny Weasley. He is. More than kind to her. Whoa. Slow down. <laughs> spoilers. Um... So at, yeah, there's Hogwarts, which houses the ride. And then at dusk, they do a light show on the castle. Which we did watch. Which we watched. I'm a little disappointed by it. But it is pretty. Yeah. Took a lot of work. I liked the fireworks. So next to, that's on one side of Flight of the Hippogriff. On the other side of Flight of the Hippogriff is Hagrid's motorbike adventure, which has like a 150 minute wait at all times arguably the best ride at islands of adventure it's a pretty mm, good ride what, mm, top five uh, <laughs> so, islands of adventure if you're gonna go to a roller coaster theme park islands of adventure is top notch yep there are so many good rides there's also a robe shop in diagon alley that oh there we is forgot oh yeah we decided that a robe was too expensive and so 
That right, wasn't I mean, something can, we were looking for. You can go in a shop and experience it and not buy the thing in the shop. We probably did. Yeah. It was so hot. We went inside everywhere. And then there's Nocturne Alley as well at Diagon Alley. We're all over the place. We are. But Diagon Alley also has the super dark Nocturne Alley. And it, it has, has all that, of the Death Eater stuff in it. And there's a shop inside of Nocturne Alley. That's what I just said. What is it called? I don't know. There's Madame Malkin's Robes for All Occasions. There's the Magical Menagerie where you can get the stuffed animals. There's mm. Ollivanders. There's Quality Quidditch Supplies, which is more of like a general Harry Potter souvenir store. They do have brooms there, Scribulous though. has like the quills and the parchment. Sugar Plum Sweet Shop has candy, has those uh, puking pasties. And then Wands by Grigorovich is the one that you're thinking of that's in Nocturne Alley. And it has all the Slytherin and dark magic stuff. Right. Oh, maybe that's not it. No, that's not. That's not. The Wands by Grigorovich is just like a wand kiosk, not the go in experience one. Weasley's Wizard Wheezes is the joke shop. Wiseacres Wizarding Equipment has like crystal balls, telescopes, hourglasses, and more. Uh, it doesn't say which of these is in Nocturne Alley. I'm going to go ask the kid. If he doesn't know this, it doesn't happen. Borgen and Burks. That's it. Thank you. Yep. The dark and dusty Nocturne Alley shop is infamous for its shady patrons and objects with unusual and powerful properties. So that's the rundown of Diagon Alley from 10 minutes ago. And now we will talk about what's in Hogsmeade. Hogmeads, as some would put it. Hogmeads. <laughs> Ooh, there's a dark arts light show that happens on select nights Ooh, that yeah. i bet that one is good oh you're being so <laughs> mean i think i was just hot so dervish and bangs is kind of a catch-all magical item shop there's filch's emporium of confiscated goods that comes out of that's the souvenir shop in hogwarts castle there's honeydukes the sweet shop on Ollivander's there, and there's the Owl Post, where you can buy a stationery, quills, seals, and ink. So it's got a. It feels like it's got a smaller footprint than Diagon Alley, but maybe it doesn't. It seems more crowded than Diagon Alley because Hagrid is there. Mm-hmm. There, it feels like at Diagon Alley. I feel like Diagon Alley is more like the shopping Mm -hmm. and all that's there is Gringotts, right? There's no other rides. Right. Whereas hogs, Hogmeads has Hippogriff, Hagrid and the forbidden journey ride. It's got a lot of rides. That's why it's so crowded. But it's also Diagon Alley has more like pathways and turnoffs and more open areas too to get to. Like I'm counting like three or four in my head of like one's over by that drink station, one's by the bank, one is in Nocturne Alley, and one is kind of like right when you go in with Leaky Cauldron on your left. There's more nooks and crannies. I feel like Diagon Alley is more for like exploring, doing spells, Mm. getting a drink. Mm. And wandering around, you know, there's the dragon that does like the, there's a dragon on top of the bank. He blows fire occasionally. And he blows fire occasionally. It's kind of like you're supposed to experience the area, whereas Hogsmeade, I feel like you're supposed to go from ride ride to ride and then duck into the three broomsticks for food. Yeah. They do have at Hogsmeade an outside cart, but they only sell 
butterbeer and yeah. butterbeer's not vegan everyone yeah sorry the foam yeah the foam and they won't sell it to you without the foam we met up with melissa from vegan disney world and her partner told us that he tried to order it without the foam and they were like we can't do that yeah which is wild because they dispense the drink and then they dispense the foam separately right so there's is it worth pointing out that the magic isn't real like it's a pretty good illusion but guys magic's not real what magic no the the spells that you do with your wand Mm -hmm. with your expensive wand it's all like gestures with an infrared receiver that's being picked up by a camera and then it's activating some pre-made reactions yes so and don't get me started on the rides there's no magic on these rides guys it's all animatronics it's all projections the same movie magic that they do in the movies they're doing on these rides too mm-hmm. yeah it's but an it's important very point. convincing yes so there's two restaurants yes the leaky cauldron at diagon alley three broomsticks at hogsmeade hogsmeade mm-hmm. and we had all of the vegan options at both restaurants i think the only all vegan, of vegan entrees at both restaurants yeah there I were think, some sides we didn't get i think the only vegan food option that we missed that i wish i i tried to make up for it on the last day and th- couldn't handle it because I, I went into one the sweet shop at hogsmeade plus <laughs> I can't think of it. Um, anyway, I tried to get the pu- the puking pasties. Those yeah. are the only vegan yep. Harry Potter themed candy. I couldn't do it. It was too crowded in the sweet shop and I walked out. Was it Honeydukes? Honeydukes. I tried to go yeah. to Honeydukes and get it and they certainly had it. But I just, I walked in and looked around at the crowd and was like, no, mm. and walked back out. Mm. Sorry. You two were on a ride or something. Yeah, we were. And I Forbidden Journey probs. Mm-hmm. You were on Forbidden Journey, and I Forbid popped Joe. into. Yep, Fojo. No. <laughs> yeah, Fojo's good. <laughs> and uh, I tried to real quick get some candy, yeah. and it it just nope. the line was so long that I thought they're going to be out of the ride, and I don't mm. want to just spend my whole time in this line. Mm. I think I went and who knows sat somewhere else. Sat sat down somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about what we did eat. On day one, it was very hot. And after lunch, we went to the three broomsticks and the kid and I got a pumpkin juice to, to share. The pumpkin juice, which you can get at both areas, every place that isn't just butterbeer, three broomsticks has it, Leaky Cauldron has it, that other place that I said with the, with the barrel over your head has it. Um, and it is like an orange in color, pumpkin juice it's sweet it's got like cinnamon and cloves and allspice kind of flavors and it is delightful it's iced mm-hmm. um and i love it i had it more than once i just thought we were going to talk about only things that all three of us did together oh why <laughs> but we were all three at the park i that... wasn't part of that where was i i have no idea mm. honestly oh mm. maybe you were riding rock and roller coaster Mm. i actually think that is what you were doing i think you were riding rock and roller coaster and we were like we're gonna go over no that doesn't make sense yeah we're gonna go all the way to the other side of the park maybe you were riding 
Velo- you were riding Velocicoaster. It's a different park. Oh, but this was at Three Broomsticks. You were at Velocicoaster, and we went over to Three Broomsticks and had a pumpkin juice while we waited for you. Okay. You know, I we said we were going to talk about the other Universal stuff in a different episode. We are still. Okay. So okay. let's just not bring Velocicoaster into this. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. On day two. Velocicoaster is a really good roller coaster, though. I wrote it four times. It is really good. I wrote it zero times. I, re- I wrote it on a previous trip, but I, I didn't this time. We'll get into that on the next episode. Yeah, where so, we talk about the other rides. Yes, but yeah. on day two, we went to lunch with Melissa from Vegan Disney World mm-hmm. at the Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. Yes. I didn't did. write that down. We did a mobile order thinking that that would save time so you can do your order on the app. Place it, check out, pay, and everything like that. I thought I was really a savvy shopper. And then we got there. Melissa had done the same. We got there. We still had to stand in line and wait for a table. So it didn't really save us any time because we didn't activate the... I'm, we weren't able to activate the I'm here, make my order until we had been seated at a table. Yeah. So... It basically saved you having to talk to a person to order food, which I guess is kind of nice. That's in general, the fewer people I have to talk to, the better. So the vegan options at the Leaky Cauldron that we got were the vegan shepherd's pie. It was a pasty, right? It was like a, like a pastry. It was crummy. Yeah. So it flaky. The the vegan shepherd's pie was like a flaky pastry and it was stuffed with vegan meat and Mm -hmm. peas. And then an Irish... It was impossible meat, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. And then the Irish stew, which was like a potato and onion stew, and it had um, garden beef beefless tips. beef tips yeah. floating in it. Biff. Five pieces of biff. Um, and of course, we got a pumpkin juice because the kid and I love pumpkin juice. Should I talk about my, my thoughts? Well, so... Before we do that, let's just say that the the line was relatively short. Mm-hmm. We had great company. So we the did. conversation was just flowing like vegan butterbeer. And once we were seated, the food came pretty quickly. Yeah. So that was neat too. Like it's pretty efficient. The the restaurant itself really feel this was our first time eating indoors because last time we were just too, a little pandemic shy, a lot pandemic shy. Mhm. Uh, I did catch COVID at the park last time we were there. So despite eating outdoors. Yeah. So, but this time we did sit at a table. It was very cool. Like the experience was felt. I, it feels silly to say it felt authentic, but I was like, going to say it was authentic the desired too. Effect. Yeah, it did I, not feel like you were eating lunch at a theme park restaurant. No, it felt like yeah. you were eating at the Leaky Cauldron. There yep. were wizards everywhere. Uh, so they bring you your drinks, and then they bring you your food, and then we ate the food. That's right. That's right. So That's I, right, Ari. So Dave and I ordered one of each entree, and then we kind of back and forth seed. So I started with the Irish stew, which I thought was lovely and cozy. It had little bits of potato and onion. I think it had some carrot in there. Well, let me let me read you the whole rundown. Oh, okay. Vegan beef tip and potato stew served with vegan crusty bread and a cucumber radish and tomato side salad. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so I felt like the stew was a little bit uh, 
of a big bowl of hot stew on a 90 degree day, but that can't be helped. I would challenge the word big. Oh yeah, it wasn't big. It was very small. The whole table commented (laughs) on how this was disappointing as a a meal. Yeah. The footprint of it. They even said it was bigger when they ordered it Mm -hmm. on a previous visit. Mm -hmm. So they have smallified it. So the stew has the Guardian beefless tips. If you Mm -hmm. like those, I think you'll like this. They're poking up like little fingertips coming out of the... Out of the bowl, yeah. out of the small bowl. And it has bread for dipping. And I thought the salad was really nice and refreshing. Like, There's, Go ahead, sorry. And I thought the salad was really nice and refreshing. I enjoyed this. I would order it again. There's five tips in there? Yeah. Yeah, so like a finger, like hand. So like a hand. Yeah, um, but not much else. It's a small portion. Yeah. It's not a satisfying lunch. Yeah, it's like a small, if you're like hungry, but not starving if you're like a little bit hungry a little bit hungry. yeah yeah then it would be good yeah if you're like a a bitty baby Mm -hmm. and you're just a little bit hungry you might enjoy this this portion would be good for you if you were a little bit hungry because you're a bitty baby yeah a bitty baby yeah would enjoy this yeah otherwise get two i guess yeah well (laughs) so what did you think about the the stew like flavor I thought, I thought it was good. I don't normally like the beef tips, yeah. but I thought they worked here. The whole, like, it, it fits the cuisine of the menu really well mm-hmm. and does it in a way that as a vegan, you don't feel like you're missing out and getting, like, fries and a salad. Yeah. You know, like, it's a really cool... It's it's a really genuine way to participate in what the restaurant's trying to do, which I thought was really cool, and they didn't have to do that. They really did, like, include us. It was nice. I felt even more that way with the other item. Agree. The shepherd's yeah. pie was definitely the better of the two dishes. Yeah. So that's meatless beef crumbles and vegetable stew hand pie served with stone ground mustard dipping sauce, apple beet salad, and wedge fries. The wedge fries were it was like single digit number of fries i didn't even get one what really (laughs) you and the kid ate them all i didn't eat all we had we got two of them we got two plates i know i didn't get any so i'm saying don't put me on this i'm saying the okay but you said you and the kid ate them all i ate my whole plate that i ordered for myself Mm -hmm. and the agreement the the oh the kid and i were sharing yes oh you're right well he ate all the fries he didn't don't finger me (laughs) The bad kind. (laughs) (laughs) Episode 100. (laughs) So the shepherd's pie had this like flaky outer crust and the filling that Dave described, which to me, I didn't get a stew vibe from the inside. It felt to me like it was stuffed with beef crumbles and peas. I didn't detect anything else, which, but that was fine. It was hearty. It was flavorful. I just didn't feel like it didn't, a stew evokes to me, other ingredients yeah i thought there was like a lentil thing going on in there did really yeah i okay i missed it maybe maybe i'm wrong but it felt like there was more going on there than the peas i went into it expecting there to be potatoes in the pasty yes mashed potatoes jokes on me yeah not a single mashed potatoes on the side oh yeah so it would have been would have been silly would have been too heavy for that flaky crust to to be able to handle too would have been epic though 
I thought there would be mashed potatoes inside as well. And I was like really looking forward to it. Maybe that's why I was like, oh, this is what's in here. Because mm. <laughs> there wasn't a mashed potato to be found. I thought it was phenomenal. I thought the stone ground mustard, I would not have thought would be as good of a dipping sauce for it as it was, but it worked really perfectly with it. Yeah, it was like a mayo mustard mix dip and it was, yeah, so good. And then did you like the salad? The salad, I thought... I was grateful for it. I thought it was light and refreshing and cold. Mm-hmm. Emphasis on the cold, which was great. The taste of it, it felt like the beets and the apples were two parts of a four ingredient recipe. And there was no ingredients three and four were missing. Really? Like the the tastes were two different from each other. Huh. And it was like, well, I'm either tasting beet or I'm tasting apple you know i i thought that the salad was i loved it i thought it was great i think partly because like you were saying all the other food on the plate was very rich fried potatoes and then that pasty which was very dense um and so i think maybe for me just like a little break from that with like a refreshing crunchy salady bite was really nice Mm -hmm. i do think though now that you mention it that i drizzled some of that mustard sauce onto the salad and that really mm-hmm. sets it off. Mm. You should try that next time. Peas, onions, mushrooms inside the pasty. Oh, okay. And crumbles. Okay. Yeah, that's that's the go-to, I think, if that's, you're at the Leaky that's Cauldron. That's the move for sure. I think if you're... It's heavy. It's heavy. Mm-hmm. So if you're not into heavy... I mean, it's a, it's supposed to be like a London pub. Yeah, so don't it's ride heavy it. Food. Don't eat it and then ride the Velocicoaster. But the beef stew is your light option. Mm-hmm. And it's a pretty, in, in that context, it's a pretty good option. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought or they, yeah. if you're a bitty baby, if you're who's a, just a whittle hungry. Whittle so hungry. those two conditions. We're hopping over to day three. I learned, ladies, health services at these parks. If you find a health services station and they're all over, you just have to ask a uh, an employee and they'll tell you um, if you need a tampon health services will provide one to you no questions asked uh, a lovely thing that certainly saved day three for me what, what question would they ask I don't know <laughs> they did <laughs> have to imagine being in a situation where somebody's like I need you to answer a few questions I need to I need proof <laughs> I need to see that um, so actually questions asked they have to write your name down oh to be, uh, so the question is, what's your name? What's your name? Okay. Uh, well, you could lie. You could be like Puddin' Tane. Yeah, they didn't ask for proof. Yeah. They just asked for my name. Um, I thought you said you were going to say we hopped on the Hogwarts Express. I was. To go over. And then I was going to say um, that if you've got a Hagrid fetish, <laughs> Wizarding World is the place for you. Absolutely. Because there is a shot of Hagrid waving Everywhere there possibly can be a shot of Hagrid waving. Just at every turn. He he's is everywhere. Waving at he's you. He's everywhere. He's on every ride. He's waving at you. He's asking you to keep secrets for him, which the more I think about it, it's pretty toxic behavior for Hagrid to do to these children. Yeah, that's toxic. You you actually want to teach children not to keep secrets. At the end of the, the Hagrid motorbike ride, he's like, hey, could you not tell Dumbledore I did this? <laughs> it's like... Oh, yeah. problematic. But anyway, like everything in Harry Potter, wonderful yet problematic. He's smiling and waving and mm-hmm. 
And he's doing it on the Hogwarts Express, too. I think he's doing it in both directions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like a little, little space, Hagrid. Anyway, we got to Hogsmeade. What's the matter? <laughs> Hogsmeade. What are you looking at? Hogsmeade. Nothing. Hogsmeade. Uh, yeah, we sure did. This was for dinner on our third night. And we got the mushroom pie platter. This is the only vegan entree available at the three broomsticks. broomsticks. Yeah. Yeah. But it's neat that it's a different option than the other two. Yeah. They could have just done the same one. So this was a... And spoiler alert, I wish they had. Oh, no. Really? Yeah. So this is a stewed jackfruit and mushroom pie. It came with cucumber tomato side salad with lemon thyme vinaigrette. I take issue with them calling that a cucumber tomato side salad. Yeah. Um... It's with a, the lemon yeah. thyme vinaigrette. It was not a cucumber tomato side salad. It was a salad with pieces of cucumber and tomato on it. A tomato Barely. and cucumber a salad evokes to me... Has no lettuce. Has no lettuce. It's right. cucumbers, tomatoes, onions in a vinegary sweet dressing. Right. It's a very specific thing. This is this, a house salad. Yes. It was a house salad and it was like just a mediocre whatever, house salad. Right. Yeah. I only ate the cucumbers and tomatoes in protest. Oh, wow. Also, the dressing. I didn't even notice. The you dressing was about that. just okay, and it wasn't very lemony. Hmm. The whole salad was a letdown to me. The whole dish was a letdown to me. Oh, I really liked the pie. Oh. So, but you go first. No, no, describe the pie. So I describe it in my notes as like a mushroom beef stew with a disc of pasty dough on top. Um, and I liked it a lot. I thought it was a little bit tangy, which speaks to me. And it was mushroomy and it was hearty with good seasoning. Um, basically, it was like a personal pot pie. Mm-hmm. I also am not usually wild about jackfruit. It is really hard to make jackfruit properly. So often when you order jackfruit at a place that doesn't know how to do it, you end up with mushy jackfruit because they don't know that you have to cook the shit out of jackfruit mm. to get it to that toothsome meaty texture that mm-hmm. it is known for but doesn't always deliver. Uh, but they did a good job. I thought they did a great job. When I got a bite of jackfruit, I was happy about it, even if it was a big piece. Um, yeah, I thought it really worked. I liked the flavor of the stew. I liked the textures in there. I liked the pasty disc floating on top. And now Dave's going to tell you everything he hated about it. Yeah, I hated the pasty disc that was floating on top. Um, <laughs> I wanted it to break apart more easily and become croutons. And I had to really like force my way through it. I thought that the jackfruit tasted terrible. I thought that the mushrooms <laughs> tasted terrible. I thought that the entire soup was a weird, tangy, unsatisfying flavor. Uh, I could not wait to be done with it. And... <laughs> Every time I'd look down and see that there was more soup to eat, I would become upset. (laughs) The salad was uh, a salvation from having to eat the soup. Oh, boy. Which should tell you, like, and it was not a good salad. Oh, no. But it was just an unsatisfying across the board. I had also ordered a dragon scale beer to drink. The beer was also unsatisfying. Um, The setting was very cool. Yeah. I thought that... Oh, it, the chairs, I, though. Can we talk about the, the chairs? <laughs> sure, sure. The chairs are very low. You feel like a child. I yeah. don't... It must be intentional. I can't... You you said that. And then I said, well, maybe it's because in the stories, it's like you're going to it when the kids are going to it. And so you're supposed to feel like a kid at the table. Uh-huh. But then I was like, but this town is not set up to... Yeah, it's not like, like everything is big. Right. 
So I don't know. I think the the chairs are just too short. They're low. the The table is at like chest height when yeah. you sit in the chairs. It's yeah, hilariously awkward. Yeah. And the poor kid sitting at the chair. <laughs> yeah. And this was a meal where I noticed that just everyone around us was coughing and hacking. And yeah, we're not out of this pandemic yet. No. And when I went outside, I'm going to ding you here. You went and did recon outside and came in and said, there's no good seating because a thunderstorm's coming. Yeah. There was plenty of good seating that would have protected us from the thunderstorm. Yeah, and, and I, I wish to, that we had done that, even though the inside was super, super cool. And I have to say that the day before, um, when the kid and I got that pumpkin juice, we went into Three Broomsticks and sat on that patio because you can see the Velocicoaster. It's a lovely yeah. patio to sit on. Mm-hmm. It's The seats are a regular height. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's covering, so you're in the shade. Yep. And you can see like several of the other rides. Like It's a nice view of the park. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a nice patio. I, I oh, just, good. there was a thunderstorm and I didn't yeah. think sitting outside was a good idea. I walked out, heard a thunder crack and yeah. was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. But we could have sat outside. I just was over abundance of, co- I don't know. You I was to- squirrely because I was, it was day three. Yeah. We were only there for three days and I was like, I was ready to catch COVID again. So I was wondering, like, is the, every situation I was like, is this going to be the one that does it? Is this going to be the one that does it? Every time we kind of took a risk that's outside of our comfort zone of the past couple of years, which was eating indoors. Like, we don't really eat indoors that much Mm-mm. when we're not doing stuff like this. Yeah, if there's our an option with, to not, we don't. Our meal with Melissa and, and family at Leaky Cauldron a couple of days before was the most maskless I had been indoors in since the pandemic started. Yeah. You know? It was... Yeah. So it was a little nerve wracking. It was. Yeah. And she, her, they brought their kid with them. Yeah. Um, which was great because we had our kid with us. Yeah. But I actually hung out with the kids at first because I was a little overwhelmed. Mm. And I was like, I think I can only handle <laughs> hanging out with the children yeah. <laughs> while I get my bearings. Mm. Um, but once we got through the line and started to get seated, yeah, I'd pulled myself together. But it was, yeah, it's, it's weird. Yeah. It's weird eating inside, y'all. Yeah. So huge, huge miss at the three broomsticks, I thought. I yeah. was not happy with anything. There were golden potatoes on the side that, as a side dish that we did not order, that I meant to order, that I forgot to order when it came to the point to order. So maybe those are good. <laughs> but everything else is just, just bad. And there are better vegan options at Islands of Adventure, which we'll talk about next time. I would like to reiterate that I enjoyed it. There are also much worse vegan options at Islands of Adventure, which we will also <laughs> talk about. <laughs> oh, boy. We we really ran the gamut of good and bad food on this trip, y'all. I and- thought I had had the worst vegan option when we ate at Three Broomsticks. <laughs> <laughs> and then... <laughs> and then we ate some more. Yeah. <sighs> I think that's it. I think we did it. Okay. That was what we ate at the Wizarding World. We had fun. We had a lot of fun. Oh, it was really fun. These were, you know, shitty comments about the the stew aside. Again, it was a legitimate option. Yeah. It wasn't an afterthought. It wasn't a substitution. It was a fully thought out menu item labeled labeled vegan on the menu and i'm grateful for that i think that that's grateful is not the right word but i'm impressed by that 
I'd like to reiterate that I enjoyed it. I think it's a personal taste thing. Yeah, I think, I think yep. that it's objectively bad. And that if you <laughs> like it, you're wrong. <laughs> I think part of the, it is that I like mushrooms and jackfruit. I'm starting from that place. I thought you just said you didn't like jackfruit. I am disappointed by jackfruit often because people don't know how to cook it properly. Oh. It's different. I like jackfruit mm. when it's done well, and they did it properly. They All cooked right. it for long enough that it got firm. All right. The texture well, was correct. I have not met a jackfruit that I like yet. Okay. Well, we'll work on that. <laughs> or not. Miss me with that. All well, right. Well, that's 100 episodes it is this one was just as bad as the others wait dave what we have a letter wow we almost forgot i know i remembered okay this came to us via our instagram dms that's talking tofu pod on instagram you too could write us a letter like i'm about to read this letter is from emma Mm. emma writes I'm catching up on episodes, but I just wanted to say that I was so thrilled y'all watch Below Deck after shows with snacks. (laughs) That was the most relatable content ever. I shamelessly love Below Deck. It is such easy watching. Also, Becky, I'm sorry you got COVID, but it sounds like the the Earth Weekend fish show was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Emma. A lot to touch on here. Yeah. Yes, thank you for the letter, Emma. It delighted me um, to hear from another fan of Below Deck. It's one of our late night watches. I feel like I I want to integrate it more into a regular watching pattern so that we can see more bottom decker, but (laughs) we got all this other stuff that we're watching. And there's never really a good... Rarely, there's a good is a good time to to switch over to that, you know. Yeah, um, I did follow up and ask her what her favorite below deck was because if you're not familiar, <laughs> there are one thousand iterations of this show, um, and she says that she really loves the Mediterranean ones, mm. especially when Ben is in them. Oh yeah, and I have to yeah. say, hard agree. Yeah. Ben is a delight. He is a passionate. Yacht Chef. <laughs> Is there a Bottom Decker podcast? Oh my gosh, I'm sure. Another Below Deck podcast. Overboard, a Below oh God, Deck podcast. There's like 400. There's so many. We're not alone. It's fun to find another fan of Below Deck. It reminds me of when I was in college. Um, I was really into watching reruns of Beverly Hills 90210. I forget, was it USA that was showing them? <sighs> No, Dave FX. FX would rerun Beverly Hills 90210 like late night. And I loved getting home from the bar and watching 90210. They would also rerun it during the afternoon. They basically ran it all day and night. Yeah. And um, anytime I mentioned that, um, if it was in a sizable group of people, at least one person would be like, oh, my God, I love it, too. And it was always so fun to find, yeah. you know, that soulmate. Yeah. <laughs> Including you, Dave Streepy. Including me. Yeah, that was one of the things we bonded over. Hardcore Nino fan. Yes. So this is kind of giving me that feeling. It's this very specific thing that you can't really say is good, but you can say you really enjoy. (laughs) I'll say it's good. I think it's good. You think it's good? I think it's good. It's delicious. (laughs) It's good because it's like this. Let me tell you why it's good. Okay, let me explain to you. Can you a man explain to me a woman? I'd be happy to. (laughs) Thank Thank you you for the opportunity. (laughs) It's good because 
it's a situation that not a lot of people have exposure to. Mm-hmm. It's a contained situation with simple tasks, simple objective. It's true. And then they throw these weird variables into it, like everyone's an alcoholic or <laughs> like this, like that one time that the charters were vegan, you mm-hmm. know, like they throw those wrinkles in. And I, but at, at its core, it's like this simple situation that even in, on a quote unquote boring day is still an interesting situation to people who aren't in it. And it is a tremendously boring situation to the people that are in it, who are used to it. I also think, though, that part of what makes it so good is that they are in such close quarters, constantly uh-huh. up in each other's businesses. Uh-huh. It's just a pressure cooker for drama. Yeah. yeah. The, the rooms that they sleep in are laughably small. Yeah. I could not sleep in those rooms. I would have a panic attack. You frequently laugh out loud, and I'm like, what are you laughing at? And you're like, I'm just thinking about how small the rooms are on the <laughs> so small my prop closet is bigger than Catch some of these rooms sometimes in the middle of the night it's i'll wake not- up and you're sitting up laughing <laughs> and i'll be like dear what's happening you have to get to sleep and she, you're like i'd like to but the rooms on below deck are just so small they're so tiny <laughs> and then i'll start laughing also also emma um your feelings about ben i i mirror those i love how much he blows up Mm -hmm. in the kitchen but then he leaves it in the kitchen like he takes his job seriously he is emotional about it but then yeah he's kind of buddies with everybody yeah with a few exceptions but good letter emma great em great emma letter letter. great emma letter great emma letter we got an emma letter we sure did. And Emma, thank you also for your condolences. Having COVID was awful. I don't recommend it, but it was worth it to go to those fish shows. That's true. They were good shows. Great shows. All right. That's 100. That's 100. That's 100 barely listenable episodes. In the books. Becky, I'm looking forward to 100 more. Really? Yeah. I'm delighted to oh, hear you say that. Yeah. It's, it's been quite a ride. It really, and has. the ride's just starting. Yeah, a ride or maybe like the ones almost over. <laughs> a ride like the ones we'll talk about next week at Universal Studios Orlando. Well, <laughs> thank you all for listening. If you're enjoying the show, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It really does help us out. And after 100 episodes, we would sure appreciate your five-star reviews. Uh, We will read it on the pod. We would have read one today, but Mr. Pinkphone still reigns supreme. You can also follow us at Talkin' Tofu on Twitter or Talkin' Tofu Pod on Instagram. And you can also message us via either of those things. And we will read those on the pod, too, with your permission. And I am Glue and Glitter on all social media. And you can find my recipes at glueandglitter.com. I'm Line Leader on Twitter, Instagram, and Line Leader was taken on TikTok, which I will be going to until my Instagram algorithm improves itself. Talkin' Tofu is a production of Caddington Inc. Our music is by Delicate Beats. Goodbye. Bye. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Fresh baby. Fresh baby.